Met friends, my name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love to pipe. Today, well, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nick, aka the producer guy. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, Adam. How you doing, brother? And I'm also joined by my good friend Nick, Nate, Mr. Nate King, aka the king of pipes. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Doing, doing Dude. well. Awesome. Good. The crew is good. The crew is finally together on the podcast. Minus, yeah, that's true. I guess one, but well, well fair this enough. is the first. So, At least so, the internet so for crew. everyone. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone knows the story. We went back. What was it? <laughs> Episode something, something Vegas. Forty one. Forty. Yeah, I was gonna say was forty something though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we told the 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 wonderful tale of in and out, but yeah. yeah so for. For those of those of y'all just joining us, this is our Down the Rabbit Bowl series where we have not necessarily an interview, but a conversation with someone in the pipe community, uh, Piper Tobacco uh, community. And uh, yeah, we have the Nate King here, um, our our true good friend. And uh, yeah, we're we're glad to have you. And we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into some questions right because I'm, I'm looking forward. Honestly. To yeah, honestly, we're kind of, you know, we're going to be that ignorant person today, the unknowing individual of, and, and we're going to ask and I'll, every, I'll everybody start somewhere. Yeah. I'll add here that a lot of these questions, which I think are not the most intelligent questions, are, are a lot for me. Like, I, these aren't like, yeah. oh, let me play dumb today. I'm legitimately <laughs> going to put myself out there and ask questions that I'm embarrassed that I don't know, being that I host a podcast, smoke a lot of pipes, but. I'm going to ask the questions that I've always wanted to ask a pipe maker. So sure. sure. Well, yeah. and it, like, um, but as, Nick, as you've talked before, this, a lot of this isn't covered. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean, we were, th- we were talking before the show, we were, we were thinking there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that folks are curious about. Maybe they don't care deeply about, um, maybe not enough to, for someone, to, a pipe maker to write a book on it or, xyz but a lot of things you know i'm curious how does this work or how does that work or there's a lot of a lot of buzz phrases and words um like a good example is like when i was trying to i was trying to learn how to be like a bajillionaire and i thought if i just read every book on how to make money or how to be rich like all the rich guy books they would teach you what they don't tell you before you buy the book is the whole book it just says oh increase your financial intelligence you know, work on building your understanding. I'm like, yeah, that's why I bought the fucking book so you could do that for me. And uh, and I think that's kind of like in the pipe community, at least with consumers, there's a lot of like, uh, like reuse of that proverbial, like those buzzwords. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, it has to have a perfect draft hole. Like, okay, what does that mean? You know what I mean? So, so we're gonna go into a bunch of questions that I got. Um, Nick, I'll just have you give like a brief overview of. The Down the Rabbit Bowl series, as for hopefully got some new folks listening in. Yeah, it will be. You know, our Down the Rabbit Bowls are pretty big for that. So Down the Rabbit Bowl, again, play on words of Down the Rabbit Hole, where we literally just go down the rabbit hole um, with, again, pipe makers, tobacconists, people in the community. Um, We have a bunch of these that we've done so far. Um, I believe Mr. Mr. Nate is our fourth, fifth, one, two, three. Four, fifth, fifth? 
Yeah, yeah you're, you're our fifth. Awesome. Um, and you can find all the down the rabbit bowls on our website. Um, you know, we got all those listed out. But yeah, we, we kind of like to start um, at the beginning. And for you, Nate, um, we're going to kind of, a first question for you um, in, in this conversation is where, who did you learn from uh, in terms of pipe making slash who, who was your mentor and, and everything like that? Well, there were uh, a lot of guys I knew uh, starting out, um, and I did a lot of non-public work before I got my business going, things like that. So I started by myself, just kind of, you know, I, a buddy of mine from church had introduced me to pipes, and and uh, it, all, it was all downhill from there. But uh, um, <laughs> Good downhill or? No, it, it, a good downhill, yeah. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, um, a lot of, uh, forums, things like that taught me, obviously pipe makers forum. That's a big one. Um, yeah, so, so what year are we talking? So what generally speaking, uh-huh. when, when you first got introduced to pipes and then what you're, year you're did trying you trying like, to have me show my age, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, this would have been early two thousands if yeah, early two thousands. Okay. It's been a long time. And then did you make, <laughs> did you make your first pipe? Like as a, as like, was it one of those, Hey, I want to smoke. I, I want to make one myself. Or was it like, yeah. you've been smoking for five years and then you're like, now nah, I'll try or where, well, how'd that go? That was pretty soon on. And I, you, I, like everybody else, I got a kit, you know, from, from oh, my yeah. local tobacconist. And, uh, but so not immediately, but pretty soon, because I started, I actually started on eBay years and years and years ago. When I got into this, I was then like everybody else with Pad and Tad and everything else. Um, oh yeah, of True. I love pipes, and so I'd go to antique stores and all. So I started actually going on eBay and getting lots, keeping the ones I wanted, restoring the others, selling them, so that I could pay for the ones I wanted. And then I, uh, again, oh, okay. just, so, so you would say, so you probably learned some solid skills just from the restoration process. Yeah. And, and definitely ways not to do things. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, but then yes, uh, a uh, lot of forum, uh, research and then, uh, started going to shows and meeting other guys. And, uh, one guy who, uh, unfortunately he isn't around very often anymore as Wayne Typen was, uh, he was a local guy only about an hour away from me. So I would go once, twice a week, uh, out there and, and, uh, and just start working. And that was my introduction to someone that, uh, someone other than myself that had an idea of how to make a pipe. And then honestly, just, you know, interacting on the forum on pipe makers forum, especially, and then going to shows and meeting guys and then just, you know, getting to know people and yeah, honestly not even going to shops or anything like that. Just talking to people on how to do things. And then and of course I'm visual spatial, so that doesn't always work, <laughs> but you know, talking <laughs> yeah. it through and cause usually if I see it done, I can do it, but you know, listening to right. it, not so much. <laughs> okay. True. So uh, you go from kind of diving deep pad tad, everything that I am undergoing right now, um, <laughs> especially after Vegas, as, uh-huh. as we all know, um, you know, learning all this stuff and you, you go from kind of your, 
one path, the, that the job, the career that you were in to going to full-time pipe making, you know, I, I know that some other shows have, have discussed that and you've discussed that yourself, but mm-hmm. can you, can you talk to, to us about that a little bit? And then like maybe some of the highs and lows that have kind of been involved in that, you know, going from Absolutely. this learning phase yeah. to, to a true, like, um, you know, maker full-time, full-time job type of thing. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, started, I started, uh, piping, uh, smoking a pipe when I was, uh, in racing towards the end. Um, I had just gotten for that. I had just gotten road weary. You're gone 300 plus days a year at least. And just, you know, it just, I was getting older and it's like, man, not for me anymore. So I got out of racing, uh, and then got into, uh, working on aircraft at a local FBO, um, local airport and started working, you know, working there and all that, and took a tremendous pay cut to do that, uh, to stay home. Um, and then I realized that, wow, there are places worse than a race team. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so, yeah, so, uh, was not, yeah, unfortunately I was not the best employee. I mean, I did my job cause again, people's lives at stake. So you know, like I do the best, you know, as far as my right. work was, was top notch, but my heart was not there like that. I didn't care for the place. And so all during this time I'd started making pipes and, but just, just for fun, just like, huh, you know, let's try this. Let's have fun doing this. And then, uh, and then unfortunately, as I, I'm, uh, sure some people have, have had, uh, not great experiences with their uh, bosses or at work. I was, uh, let go after about seven years there. Um, the, uh, Jeez. the, my manager, the owner of the FBO actually, uh, said, uh, Hey, you know, of course, Friday, you know, evening <laughs> when they let you go. And he said, go do pipes. You seem to like doing that. You do not. It's obvious. You do not want to be here. And so I took that and ran with it. Oh yeah. Little nugget okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I've actually told that story before. Yeah. I don't know if I, I knew that in particular. That's, um, mm-hmm. so what year was that? Uh, <laughs> this has been. 2004 I don't I it's been so long ago oh wow <laughs> it's been a long time ago wow sorry uh, like I feel... said that's when that's when I went full-time that's when I formed I got an LLC I actually I learned how to do a bit you know I can work on indie cars planes I can, right. you know, tear apart a, a dryer and put it back together and it'll work properly. It might even work better, but I knew nothing mm-hmm. about business. And so that was a steep learning curve. Oh yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So it, it's gotta be tough. I mean, so full, so how long have you been full-time pipe making? What do you say at this point? Oh, yeah. Well, it's the early 2000s, so about 20 years. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. Hmm. I wasn't. Dang. I wasn't uh, prevalent, nor did I try and push my stuff very no. hard. I was still learning. <laughs> so, again, most of the pipes from that That's era, funny. I hope, are 
hope have disappeared. Um, <laughs> do you have your first bike? But the you ever made? I, I do. It's in my toolbox sitting in my shop, and that's where it will remain forever. Hell yeah. That's I always love that little beautiful piece of if, if you all yeah, get to come visit tail. at some point, you might you might maybe get to see it and see its awfulness. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe so somewhere. So how many <laughs> Okay, so from what were you doing in between uh, so I guess when you're a part-time pipe maker, how long did it take you or wh- how many pipes were you putting out uh, um, before? I guess what's the point when a pipe maker should consider going full-time? And that, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping the answer sure. isn't they can make enough money to do it. Um, I'm thinking more of like the generally speaking, you know, where they say like the, you got to, to become like a professional kickboxer you got to throw like a million punches or whatever yeah. you know what's it for thousand hours, thousand hours yeah. yeah to be a master and all that uh well jokingly i would say when when is, should a guy be a full-time pipe maker never uh but um <laughs> if if it is a passion then um for me it was a a situation of and this is not directly going to answer your question, but I hopefully it'll get the point across for me. It was the only things I have regretted in my life or chances I missed that I should have taken and not times Mm. I tried and failed. So this was a, huh? Well, I'm going to give this a go. And if I fail, at least I tried and I can go back and do and work on things. There there's always need for mechanics. So mm-hmm. I want yeah, to do this, okay. and I just threw it all in. Um, nice. As, as I've told you guys before, kind of getting, I'm getting yeah. a little ahead, but as I've told you guys before, you know, the early days, it was rough. Like, it is, yeah. it is hard to break into. Um, it's fairly competitive. Uh, as, oh, you very. As yeah. small as it is, it's weird how competitive it is. Well, okay, so going on that vein, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a good question. So... I think, again, I'm a consumer. So for everyone listening, for everyone, all of Nate King's bestest buddies in the world who are like, oh, who are these nerds? I'm just a consumer who knows very little. I'm the first to admit that. So I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, my understanding is there are a ton of pipe makers out there. There are a ton. Um, maybe not all of them are really good. Maybe not all of them are even good. But there are a ton. And there's yeah. a piece for everyone. And, and that's kind of how I interpret it. So for me to purchase a, a significantly priced piece, I need to at least, in my opinion, I need to build some kind of relationship with the maker, um, which is we've talked about why going to shows is so incredible, incredibly important yeah. for, you know, both consumers and pipe makers. Uh, but but separate topic. I think there's just a lot of options. And I think that's what makes it so competitive in the same vein where it's not like just because you have a lot of top carvers, correct? Those pieces will always be pretty competitive among one another. But when right. you throw in a bunch of like uh, new guys into this hobby who are building, um, or maybe it's part-time or even trying to become full-time pipe makers, there's just so much. And for someone who typically will, I'd say the average pipe smoker will have about 10 to 15 pipes in in their lifetime, like as, as a collection, like that's, that's a okay. average, you know, like there's obviously yeah. the outliers, the guys who have 38,000 or whatever. Uh, sure. But I, I would say like most people tend to s- stick towards, you know, less than 10, uh, that maybe that maybe yeah. 12 ish or whatever, but 
I, I can't imagine that. Like, that's tough. Like, especially when you're, when, when we're talking full time, that's your job. You know what I mean? So you need to, you got to pay for a house, right. and, you know, for the cost of, yeah, of pay to eat. By, buying and selling pipes. All of it. Eat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's a lot of guys will think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working this, you know, maybe I make 40 K a year doing, you know, plumbing or something. And if I work extra hard and do overtime and get like 60 K, but maybe I want to go make pipes, the other kind of pipes that, and you know, like, those are a lot of like things that I don't think folks really understand. Like, you know, it's easy to probably say, Oh, if I sell six pipes a month at, you know, 210, I don't, I'm not even doing the math here, but like someone could be like, Oh, that's probably comparable, but there's just so much of the, what if, you know, and because it's so competitive, like, and there's so many people coming in, which I do think is good, but that's, that's part of the reason why we wanted to have you on here was to kind of ask those guys, like what, as a consumer, what we're trying to look for. And we'll, we'll go into those two. Uh, Nate, or Nate, Nick, you got something for Nate? Yeah, I, I think I kind of wanted to go into sort of what Adam was just talking about. Because again, as, as just a guy, like there's a lot of stuff I don't know, especially in the pipe making stuff. So, so when you are going to make a pipe, is there, like when you have this block of briar, this block of wood, is there something that you are looking at and and you see you're like I know this is a good this is a good block or mm-hmm. vice versa or this is not a good block and like have you gone throughout making a pipe and saying oh I wanted this to be a smooth but oh wait as I'm as I'm going through the briar it needs to be uh, oh, sure. you know sandblasted yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. Well, if uh, I'll get back to, uh, I'll, I'll get to your secondly, I will go back to Adam's uh, comment on uh, being a consumer, uh, trying to build relationships, things like that. I think most consumers don't, but should have an understanding of, of the physical attributes of a pipe, what makes a good one, make, you know, what could potentially make a bad one. Um, to start. And then, yeah, as you said, build those relationships with people. Um, not necessarily like that the first pipe you ever get. I mean, I don't know why not. Cause if you go to a show and buy a pipe from a maker, you're going to get to meet them. At least most of them anyway. Um, but, um, just get to know, uh, uh somebody you like the style of, uh, the, you know, I like the looks of their pipes, things like that mm-hmm. in your price range. Cause again, that's, as you were talking Adam about competitiveness up in my level, up in the topper, uh, you know, the toppest of tiers. Um, it's not quite as competitive as it is on the lower end. Uh, the pipe pipe prices from, you know, 50, hundred dollars to $300 is really competitive because you're also competing with factory pipes. Uh, a lot of that the, is a you know, really, really good point that I have never considered. And it's whereas, so obvious, it's right in your face. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, again, you got the, as you've discussed on here, the uh, Savinelli uh, handmaids. Um, yeah, the autographs. Autographs, you know, so that that's, you know, that's where I'm competing sort of. But, you know, that's, that's a, such a small group that the competition is not as bad, I would say. It's still tough because, again, yeah. with that jump mm. in pricing, with that t- with being at the top tier, that means your audience is a lot smaller. 
the the consumer yeah. uh, uh, pool is a lot smaller, but it is less competitive to a degree. So, but yeah, a lot of the okay, a lot well, of the well, new makers have to have to really uh, have to compete with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so for, so for some full context for for the listener. Um, for the guys that only buy corn cobs, what is your gen- general price range on either? Like, what's your minimum for, say, if you were to do commission? And what is your general price range for, you know, the, the pipes you might bring to a pipe show or send off to, a, you know, like a Blue Room Briars or whoever you might deal to? Sure. Uh, my, my low end is 450 Um That's my baseline for uh, you know, an average size, like billiard. Uh, black blast with a with a vulcanite black vulcanite stem in a simple shape you know no no frills no rings no nothing like that and then uh, I have sold up to my my microphone pipe I don't know if you've ever seen I'm not sure I have um, seen that who's the where, mic where, pipe where did that sell that went to China and it was it was sold for six thousand damn so. <laughs> yeah so I have a damn. I have quite a range now I don't make very many six thousand dollar pipes but you know that one was definitely special. Um, but okay. my average, I would say, is um, six hundred, six to eight hundred is my, you know, the, the meat meat and bones of, of where my pipes are. Um, a lot of blasts. Um, to get back to Nick's point is uh, obviously uh, pipe makers. The smooths are your top, t- you know, your highest price pipe. And so you want to, you want to sell the Corvettes every day, <laughs> but you right, can't always make right. Corvettes. So you, you have to, uh, as you're making something and yes, there is, there's heartbreaking moments when, and they happen more often than you think still today, me making mm. for as long as I have still, I'll get into a block and, oh, it's going so good. And then, oh, oh no, you know, so, so what is that? Out. Oh no. <clears throat> you'll see flaw? a flaw or uh, sand pits or things like that when you had a really nice straight grain uh, smooth uh, with really tight angel hair straight grain okay so what is um like these sand pits I don't know if I've ever seen one because they're either covered up by a sandblast or they're just not sold so how, like how like what would happen if Nate King tried selling a smooth uh, a, a smooth grain with like a, a sand pit, like what, how, how much up in arms would the, the community oh, go? You know what I mean? I, I would probably, yeah, I, I don't think uh, that would go over very well. I, I was <laughs> going to say, rec- I was going to go one way, from but, <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to go one way, but I was going to say, I'd probably be hanged, but you know, you can wow, that okay, out so if you want. That's good to know. I mean, it's good to know that there's some, well, is there, is there is there something that arises like what is a sand pit like why is it called a sand pit is there a literal hole in it that yeah, as this briar was growing it like literally had sand you in it you have it exactly yes as it's growing the burl the root ball uh, that is uh, the briar erica arborea arborea uh, the heath tree that we use the actual root ball is what we use and that gets cut into the blocks we use um, but that grows in the ground in mostly right. in the Mediterranean right. area um, overseas. And that means it's going to have, you know, like on other things, it's going to have inclusions of 
I have literally cut into blocks before and there's a stone, a little pebble inside. Oh that my it gosh. just it so, just grew around. I, I guess I guess for the functionality of a pipe, like keeping a stone in there would not be cool. But like why why don't like <laughs> why isn't there a more natural I mean, I guess there are naturally colored briars, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think like, I'll have to look at a, a, an image of what shows like a sand pit or some of this, some of these things mm-hmm. that are so negative to, um, you know, a pipe maker who's trying to make a beautiful piece. But like, I feel like there's, there's gotta be a part of me that thinks that could be pretty, that could be cool. Mm. Well, and that's the, maybe so, not fetch those, you know, thousand dollar price marks, but yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's my point is so. Okay. For each level of uh, each le- each arbitrary level that we put out, uh, level of mainly price point, um, for uh, each tier you go up, for each $100, whatever it may be that you add, uh, things have to be a lot more proper, correct? You know, it okay. has to be... Right. So if, if I have a sand pit on my smooth that is anywhere from, you know, 1,000 or, you know, 900 or up to many thousands of dollars, that is not okay. It is absolutely yeah. not okay for someone mice like myself charging that much money. You know, there might be a certain instance where I get a commission and I show the commissioner, I show the person, if Adam came to me and said, I want this shape and I want to smooth and I want it to do this and I start making it, and there's a small sand pit in there. I might go to him. I might go to you and show you and say, this exists. Uh, I will, obviously, this is not the toppest of tiers. So I will uh, give you a concession price-wise. Uh, if you would still like uh, like this to be a smooth, but this exists. It's up to you if you want that mm. on that pipe. Now, certain things I will not do just because of my branding, my level of, of maker, I don't want to ever have somebody look at a pipe of mine and see a sand pit and be like, you know, Oh, that's what he does. Oh, that's terrible. That's a very good point. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what, what, uh, so what's a, what's a, is a, so if I were to say, Hey, this pipe has pits, it's always sand pit. Like there's no other kinds of like, there are small fissures. Well, cause again, it's wood. So just like Mm -hmm. when you, a an artisan or someone make you a a dining room table wood uh through the season with different humidity levels moves because it's Mm -hmm. still organic uh the same thing happens with briar blocks uh they are boiled they are treated they are uh, aged for a a certain amount of time and i'm in the process of really getting a, a good uh aging process in my own shop finally um, to where I have blocks that are, you know, mo- the blocks now I'm using are, you know, a minimum of two years old. Most of them are, mm. you know, 10 years old. Uh, the, I've had them for 10 years to, so that they can Jeez. age and sit and there will be, they will be stable. Um, okay. So I actually have a question on that. Uh, we ha- I have two briar blocks that I bought from, Ms. no, Vermont Freehand, Steve yep. Norris. And, uh, Steve, yep. They've been sitting on my shelf for two years. If I were to give you those two blocks in like 25 years, 50 years, are they inherently better than what they are right now? Much like Latakia, there's a the law of diminishing returns. 
um, at some point, because mm. uh, I have, when I first started, I actually bought a, and you guys may or may not know this name, uh, I bought blocks that were uh, Tracy Mincer, who did the uh, pipes uh, look up. They're, they're called the Doodler. Uh, they were uh, almost like aircraft looking pipes. They had, they had uh, fins on them with holes drilled through them. It's crazy uh, what they were. He had a, now he had his own handmade stuff. They were more akin to like a uh, fr- uh, freehand or a custom built. You know what a custom build is. Um, so he did a lot of stuff like those with that rustication. Do I? Do I know what a custom built is? No, you've never seen a custom. Okay, I'm, again, I'm old, so <laughs> um, so freehand. So freehand is just like a, an obtuse shape, generally. Like hey, like the, the Danish have their freehands. What what's a what's, exactly. what classifies as a custom shape? Like would that, uh, well, custom built was a, a was a shape? brand custom name. Built. Yeah, those were brand oh. names. Um, so, but they again they had freehands with their own particular. Uh, genre again, Tracy Mincer, the uh, custom built pipes. There's a couple others that had a very similar rustication process. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, custom there's a, built, and again, B-I-L-T. we're looking 70s. Yes. Yep. Uh, we're looking price 70s. So to get back to you, as I, as I rabbit trail often, um, <laughs> I mean, you guys never do that, but I certainly do. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I got, I got Briar from his, from the seventies and that Briar was no joke red. It was that old and it was like concrete. It was like drilling titanium. Oh, so, so 25 years, (laughs) maybe not. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, it, it, there is as, as moisture, as things, uh, you know, just like tobacco, as you've talked about before that, you know, and it's different for everybody, of course, but, um, briar itself has to have the right amount of humidity in it, the right moisture level in the block. Cause if it's completely dry, it's not going to smoke well. Um, you know, there's certain so attributes. How do I know what that is? Is it just a general age between what one ish years or zero ish years to 25? Is that Somewhere well, the nice thing is, block. is if you're getting from Steve, you're already getting stuff that he's probably has aged himself and the briar cutter he bought from aged <laughs> to a degree. So by the time it gets to you, it's ready. It's, it's honestly ready to use. Um, oh, okay. and I, you know, I'm in a different level of, I buy stuff all the time from a myriad of, of cutters and they will tell me or, or, uh, Cheers! Because did you cheers. plant that? Did you plant that in there? You had to have. At this, <laughs> he's, he's smiling. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> um. Oh yes. I, I mean, I, I hope my interview is certainly not too obtuse uh, for uh, for the <laughs> oh audience. My gosh. <laughs> um. <laughs> but so back to it. Um. My uh, the cutters will tell me if if they're um if they've had a hard year or, or just been, have been so swamped trying to get briar out right now, it's, it's hard to get briar, uh, just with everything that's happening, they will tell me, Oh no, you've got to sit on this for six months or a month or whatever. If it's, if, 
there's anything questionable at all, they will let me know. Um, but what you would get from Steve would be ready to go right then. Now you can, you can, you know, you can sit on them for 10 years. Yeah, no problem. Uh, my point is, is sometimes they, as they age, they, <laughs> you might miss it. <laughs> so, so for when I have those blocks, when, so we'll, we'll use you as you get, as you, as a pie maker, you look at yeah. some of your, your blocks, you're holding them in your hand. Can I identify flaws immediately? Or is it one of those things that they come out as you continue to turn the wood? Uh, actually a little of both. Again, I've got years of, I, you know, years of looking so I can, I now I am no means Mimo or Mano or Macus or any of those guys who have done this for, you know, that have x-ray, they can see through the block, through the burl and know how to cut Damn. it and yeah. know exactly how good it's going to be. Um, I, I do okay. And there are some telltale signs. You can see, you know, darker spots, lines, you know, as I said, sand pits things like that. If they're on the outside that you can see on the edge of the block, they're on the inside as well. Um, oh, now okay. to what, to what degree, you know, how bad they will be. I've not luck. I've been really lucky as far as Briar as a, as a pipe maker. I've heard horror stories of guys. Uh, I have been very good on not having very many fatal flaws in a pipe. Meaning I can't, it's done. Like that block was useless. I cannot use it. Okay. So do you, do you think that's a testament to where you get your briar from or the ability that you have garnered over the last 20 years to look at a block or more so the former, uh, definitely okay. briar cutters. Um, I remember you guys talking about breaking in pipes and Adam, mm. I believe thought that was overrated to it, at least some, <laughs> um, and Correct. so Back in the day when you had the gray bows and you've, you've seen the old ads and things like that, uh, Briar was a whole different ball game. Back then, breaking in a pipe actually did mean something. Nowadays, mm. the, with as good a level of Briar as we get, because that's the thing, artisan guys, the guys like myself that buy Briar, we are getting the top 10, 10, 10 to 1% of Briar. Uh, right. The factories will buy truckloads like just just multiple tons of briar for what they do right. because they mass produce uh, and they've got all their tiers of what's good and what's bad whereas the stuff that we use is the the highest level of the stuff that is available right. that's sold so we have gotten to the point where um the briar is so well processed, so well uh, treated uh, before we get it. We don't have the problems they used to have with the old factories and things where you did have to break in a pipe right. to get it to taste good after, you know, after how many, not, not to say that still doesn't happen occasionally because it is, mm -hmm. it is a natural product and you know, it's good. Some pipes right. just, you know, take forever to break in, but. Okay. So kind of, kind of transitioning things to like the specific styles of pipes. So from, from our, uh, we're not, we're not necessarily talking shapes. We're talking more of like smooth sandblast and rusticated styles. Mm -hmm. So f for us, as well as folks listening, what is, what exactly is like a sandblasting 
And for example, why would someone choose your sandblasting over someone else's? Sure. If that's, if that's something you can talk to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, obviously there are in some, there have been arguments over, there are some that think sandblasting is a rustication, is a form of rustication, even though, mm. because rustication is usually using a tool to make a finish on a pipe, uh, you know, like a, a set of nails or things like that to chip away, right. to give a nice finish when a nice finish isn't there because of flaws. Okay. Like your Petersons, like your Donegals, like your, uh, I know you're a big fan of Peterson. Um, <laughs> you know, like your, like different, you know, Savinelli does uh, uh, their own rustication stuff. Um, but uh, I happen to, I personally think there's rustication where someone takes and puts, more, you know, you know, Tom Elting does his particular rustication that he does with a tool. Mm-hmm. And that's rustication. Sandblasting for me is a different process. Um, so normally what happens is I'll get something either, uh, uh, making, trying to make a smooth or, or whatever it may be. And there'll be some dark spots or some, some things that just aren't aesthetically pleasing, nothing fatal to the pipe, nothing that is going to affect how it smokes. Just the, honestly, the beauty of the pipe, uh, that would be a detriment to it. So I will take those and, uh, take them to a sandblast cabinet like you've, you know, I, I mean, maybe people haven't seen them before, but it is a giant metal cabinet with a glass top on it or you know, side. And there's a gun inside that shoots sand. Or, well, we use glass media mostly. Uh, very fine. Uh, nothing like you use for stripping down car parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> we use a much finer media. Um, but you take and you uh, will cork or whatever the chamber uh, put something inside there so you don't get uh, so you don't deform any of the chamber itself. Um, and then you mask right. off the parts you don't want blasted, like where you're going to stamp the pipe. Uh, and then you go in there and there's different, you know, as you said, I have a particular style of blasting that I, you know, early on, I spent three years with different types of media with different pressures, with different flow rates, with uh, different techniques to get what is my blast now. And, and I have had multiple people, including yourselves, uh, come to me and say, man, I can see a Nate King pipe, a bl- at least a blast from across <laughs> the room. I know that's your pipe. Right. Um, so, and that's the thing is I'm not alone in that. You know, we had the, you know, may he rest in peace, Bruce Weaver. There it is. Yeah. The one, like the one I'm smoking. Yep. Exactly. Um, got the uh, Peace King pipe, which is a, bl- a ring blast. The first a ring blast of that uh, group there. So the ring blast is the technique of the sand blast. No, the the or ring is- blast is actually a definition of the uh, look of the piece. So a straight grained pipe, smooth, will be a yep. ring blast. Oh, just by the characteristics of just the... by because your your growth rings are perpendicular to the the figural the what you see grain. Um, you're actually looking at the figure of the grain, whereas the growth rings of the wood itself are perpendicular. So your straight grain is going vertically. Your rings will be horizontal. So that's what's a ring blast. Mm. 
Okay. And so, because you've got, uh, so if you have uh, what would be a bird's eye pipe, so you've got uh, on the sides, you'll see lots of bird's eye on a smooth. Yep. And then in front and back, you'll have what's called crosscut, or the straight grain is on the front or the back, or, you know, sometimes it's around the side. It depends on it, depends on the block. But that's an Ebishon cut, uh, or, or like I said, a, a crosscut blast. So the rings on those would be running vertically on the front and back or around the pipe. Um, so, the, so the sandblast technique itself doesn't change. Not for me. Uh, I, I blast all no way, whether it's a cross cut or a ring grain. I always uh, go for uh, well, depending on what the customer wants. Some customers want craggy, crazy blasts that they don't care if the shape of the pipe is retained. They just want the, the maximum amount of crag uh, in the piece. Oh, Some yeah. people want uh, real real definition to the rings. So you want, they, they want them all stacked up nicely, and they want the shape to remain the same uh, as a, you know, so you, you can recognize it easily. How do you achieve that? Like how, how does a pipe maker do that? Uh, just different techniques. Um, uh, so it is skill-based. It's, it's skill-based. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a skill-based for okay. sure. And like I said, I spent three years doing it, and I, I help as many guys as I can, not giving away secrets. But because there's plenty of guys that have their own <laughs> unique uh, unique blast setups. You know, JT Cook, you know, has his. And he was all about crag. His was not so much about the shape of the pipe, was it? Because some of them, you look at no, them, you're no. like, what was that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I've, I've always so wondered. Every like, guy develops their own. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say say you were to be like, you know, at this pipe as you're you're carving it, it it's looking good, it's feeling good. You, this one is going to be a smooth grain. Or how about this? Before I even get to that part, is every pipe intended on being a smooth until it reveals that it's not? Or like, what if you, what if you're making a pipe and you're like, this would be a beautiful smooth grain, but I really want to make it a blast. Are you blasting it? Or does that pipe go somewhere else? Maybe a shelf for, to return to for, for the smoothness. Yeah. But for, uh, the business end of mine and just the skill, you know, the, the level I try and achieve everything I make starts out as a smooth, um, okay. if possible. That's interesting. So then if something revealed now, again, as we've talked, you can, there are also different grades of briar that you can get um, from different cutters. And so, like with Mimo, there's grade one, two, and three. And so three being the lowest grade and one being the highest grade. And there's not many. There's rarely ones. They're hard to come by. Okay. And so... I, depending on if I'm going for a smooth, if I'm like, I have to make a smooth that's beautiful, I'm going for a higher grade. I've also personally myself gone through my own blocks that I've bought. And whether it says one, two, or three, if I look at one and I'm just, I can tell it's going to be amazing, it gets put into a different spot for to, to be a okay. smooth. Um, so and normally I can... I was going to say, how often do those group one kind of graded pipe or blocks reveal to be not as group one as you were hoping, as in you find like a pit? 
Like, yeah, it's got to yeah. happen. No one knows for sure. Right. Oh, exactly. Again, unless we, unless all pipe makers could afford cat scan machines to be able to, <laughs> yeah. to be able to cat scan their pipes or their blocks. Um, you know, Mimo, Mano are, are excellent uh, for, they kind of know if they put a one on You're it, saying, it's yeah. probably going to be good. Um, okay. Rarely does that, rarely are those like, usually it's a, section of grain where it's like oh that's not as you know it's not all uniform it's not all the same look it's not all pretty uh that will be an instance where it might be something else or a lower level smooth okay um yeah so i mean so a smooth grain other than the fact that it needs to be a perfect block my understanding is they also command a pretty significant price point because of the hours it takes to get them smooth yeah how, how long does it take to, for how much sanding does it take to get to um, that, that ultimate smooth grain well again i i have done this a long time so my system is is as uh nick was asking me earlier when i first started making pipes it would take me a week to make one Cause you know, mm. and I, cause I would fiddle over every little thing and I, and I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but as I have, have gained, you know, as I've worked and gained, uh, knowledge and skill, um, for simple stuff, I can make a pipe a day if I want, uh, blasting things like that. Smooths do take more time because you do, everything's just gotta be so per, you know, so perfect. Um, but, uh, uh, so for me, you know, it depends on, it depends on the pipe itself as far as what time is in it. Um, but okay. you know, the simple stuff I've made, I've made so many billiards that I can almost do it in my sleep, you know, and that's not a flex. <laughs> that's not a, as you guys say, that's not a flex. That's just <laughs> fact of when you do something so much, um, how many push ups have you done, dude? How many in the millions, how many have you done? Yeah, many, many. So you're some, good at yeah. push. I am not good at push ups. I could do one, maybe. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it, yeah. So, you know, just like anybody else that does their craft over and over and over again, um, you, you just, you, you can't help but get better at it. So, yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, okay. So you have a, a block, perfect stain, or excuse me, perfect grain. Um, no pits, no issues. You start st staining it. Generally speaking, is it four hours? Is it 30 hours? Is it 160 hours? Like how many hours to make like a, a smooth pipe? I, I ask these yeah. questions because I want folks who are listening to have a little bit. I can I ask one, I don't know. And two, I want folks to understand why these pipes might be more expensive. Other than the fact sure. that they're quote one in a million because they're, they're maybe not in a million, but they're, they're very rare. Uh, but but also let's I want to touch on like the artisan's work, the ethic that goes into there, um, the amount yeah. of time that, that, that they got to put into it. So I will say the grade ones that we do get from Mimo are one in one thousand. There are a thousand oh, blocks okay. that go out on on a, you know again I don't know if there's an actual statistic, but talking with him and other and other dealers and things like that, that's kind of the general accepted that that's how rare they are. That's, that's how, uh, how often those come Jeez. up. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. So I would imagine those themselves are expensive for the pipe maker to purchase. Yeah. Yeah. So the higher the grade pi- uh, block, the the more more it costs us. Um, how much are we talking for? I know I'm asking you a ton of questions, but like, what about like? Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, like, how much does a block cost? Is it fifty dollars? Like, for 40, for the top 30? tier stuff, you can spend from twenty. Uh, for mid level to mid and low level, twenty bucks a block to two hundred for a really oh, wow. nice okay. bigger wow. piece. Yeah. Okay, so yes, yeah, so obviously size and shape. I don't know how much yeah. I bought my little two blocks for. Mm-hmm. I, I, no clue, but um, no, that's interesting. But so going, I, I still want to go back to Adams. Of you have a smooth pipe, whatever shape. Mm-hmm. Start to finish, how many hours are you putting into that? Again, it, a lot depend. You know, the, unfortunately, there's no like static boilerplate answer for this because each pipe is different. Whether I'm doing a, right. a billiard versus a, a blow a freehand blowfish, you know, uh, true. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, hand drilled, um, not right. drilled first, but drilled after you shape a, a shape after drill, and a drill after shape are two different processes. Let's. Then let's say so, just like your standard standard billiard. So a shape like just that for, for me, yeah. Um, I'd say a couple of days for a smooth, just to make sure you know, just to get everything going up through the grits. Because again, the the worst thing is to mm-hmm. get everything done, polish it, and oh wow, at the <laughs> at the two twenty mark, I did not sand those scratches out. So now I have to start over, go back to mm. two twenty. And then 320, et cetera, oh. on up through the grits uh, to to make sure that's especially again at my level, you know, right. It right. all has to be. So. Right. So, OK, so we're talking. 16 to 20 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If a day if a day is eight hours, we'll say. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That definitely so. puts it into perspective, though. Well, like, like I said, obviously, some of them are, are... I've done pipes that took me... Uh, you guys, I think... I can't remember you saw it or not. My my 500th piece, my Indy 500th, to throw back to my racing days. <laughs> uh, what, now, it was more than just a pipe. I made a tamper set with it. I made a stand that lit up right, and all that. Right. Um, but that was three months of work. Jeez. Just for that one yeah. piece. So it depends on the piece. All right, so we've talked a lot about the actual briar and the bowl and stuff, but there's a little there's a little bit more to the pipe than just that. So, <laughs> yep. um, let let's talk some stems. You know, let's does does the stem stem suck more than the pipe in terms of making? Like, what what is it in your experience with stems? For and what most like guys- what material do you use as well? Okay. Yeah, sure. For most guys, especially starting out. Yeah. The stem is, is the bane of our existence. It is because it takes so much. <laughs> it's so important that last, you know, the last inch of the pipe of the stem by the bit uh, inside internally is more important than most anything else in, in the actual pipe. That engineering has to be just right. Uh, or else it'll ruin. If you, even if you have a perfectly drilled pipe, it could still ruin the smoke. It can smoke wet, et cetera, if that's right. not done properly. So getting that right is very important. And again, that was another two, three years, uh, not just sandblasting, but 
my my not only the comfort uh, in your mouth, the button and the bite, uh, how it feels, but making sure that the internals of that stem are are you know as close as I can get to perfect are excellent. Um, I worked hard on that for years to get exactly what I you know what I have what I make every day, um, just to get that that process proper. Um, as far and as then, yeah, I was going to ask about materials. Okay, as far as materials, I use vulcanite, which is uh, vulcanized rubber. Uh, it just happens to be you know it's like your car tires, but very hard and much higher level. Obviously, it's a lot more pure and things like that. Um, but still, uh, largely organic product. It's you know sulfur and and uh, uh, is a binding agent for vulcanizing uh, the rubber itself. Um, so both natural uh, materials. Um, I also use, uh, a resin material, uh, from a gentleman in England, uh, called elder trod, which is a really nice, uh, uh, soft, very comfortable, like a, uh, vulcanite would be, um, to your teeth, things like that. And then I also use a, uh, um, old Bakelite if I can find it, it's going it's becoming so expensive and hard to find that, that uh, it's kind of on the way. I think it's kind of on the way out. If uh, you know, unless <laughs> you find more stores of it somewhere. Yeah. What's what's <laughs> Bakelite? I've read about it, like in posts, and I've never known what that was. So it was a. It was, I believe, a, I, I could, as you always say, sue me. Um, I believe it was the first plastic ever ever developed. Um, from the early 1900s, I believe. Um, but you all, your old, your, your grandfather's phones that you had to dial, actually dial, you spun a dial. Yeah, little rotary ones. Yeah, the rotary phones. Those were made, a lot of them were made of Bakelite. Uh, a lot of old uh, uh, plastic handled silverware was Bakelite handled. Uh, it was used everywhere. Uh, on, on all kinds of things for, you know, and it was even used in computers and things, a different form of it, but it was used in, in, uh, PCB boards and chips and things like that. So, so when did pipe making get a hold of this and is it, is the Bakelite stem, is it a pure Bakelite kind of thing or is it a. Yeah. Like yeah. It'll be, it'll with... be. So there are different forms of, of Bakelites. There are Galilith. Uh, which is a milk base. There's uh, Catalan, which is what we use. Um, and whatever reactive process, I'm not a chemist, so I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know the, yeah. the ins and outs of Nor how it's we. made. But uh, yeah, the Bakelite, we will get in it as best we can. Now I've used handles and things before that I found that I thought it's just like, oh man, the swirl or just that color of Bakelite is so cool. I will oh, so it's color. make it work. Okay, yeah. So, so vulcanite, no matter what, is going to be black, correct? No, there's no, no, no. There's vulcanites that are all colors. Uh, so oh, your Cumberlands, really? yeah, all the Cumberlands. Uh, most I thought of that the, was an acrylic. <laughs> no, those are Cumberlands. I mean, obviously there are myriads of colors of. Uh, sorry, myriads of what? colors of. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Of, uh, cheers. Of acrylics and and all kinds of you know what would looks like textures. Um, but just different looks to them. The same for Vulcanite. Um, not so much as far as texture, but uh, you have Cumberlands, 
uh, or brindles. Yeah, there's a whole debate on what's what there. But uh, you'll have uh, either black and reds or all kinds of like uh, the one of the uh, companies I use, both of the companies I use are out of uh, Germany, uh, New York Hamburger, uh, NYH and SEM. And I, sh- sh- I don't I can't even pronounce whatever it is, but they are uh, two of the manufacturers, the main manufacturers that we use uh, for Vulcanite. We get the rods from them. SEM has insane color combinations pinks and purples and oh, blues okay. so, and... so you're you're i've seen your pencil shank uh collection of pipes mm-hmm. throughout instagram mainly through neil neil's got a full freaking chakra yep. set all those are vulcanite those are bakelite those are oh, specifically wow, okay. bakelite because oh, he wanted wow. that specific um of so course it did. so so what's different yeah. why is bakelite better or more expensive or Obviously, maybe because of its availability, but what makes what what sure. made him say he wanted Bakelite as opposed to all of those colors in Vulcanite? So we actually started out in Vulcanite, and the hard thing with Vulcanite is is there are no. Um, it's hard to get a bright yellow just because of the physicality of you start off with an off white yeah. rubber product, so there will never be any white uh, rubber stems. Uh, they can get a, they can get close, but not actual true white. Um, it's hard to get specific, like the Roy G. Biv, uh, red, orange, yellow, etc. Yeah. It's hard to get the purest form of those just because you're pigmenting rubber. Um, so whereas Bakelite, you can actually form the color as you make it uh, in, in whatever, there, there's more opacity to it. So it's a lot easier to get pure, bright colors. So that's, we actually okay. started out with, I, at one uh, Chicago, however many years ago this has been, I went to the SEM table and I bought Roy G. Biv. I, brought, I bought all the colors I wanted for his set and started Damn. making them. And we both agreed that they were not uh, indicative of what we envisioned for the colors. Uh, the yellow was not yellow enough. The The red was a little yeah. too dark. The orange was a little off. So then I stopped and started, you know, I stopped with the Vulcanite and started sourcing uh, Bakelite and got exactly what we were looking for. Um, there oh, were a yeah. couple hard colors to find in the in that combo, but I uh, got them all and... That's why, because again, he wanted the vibrant because you know it, it was a it meant a lot to him. This set meant a lot to him, and by extension, um, as you've learned, man, my relationships with my collectors, with people I meet, are so important to me because it was important to him. It was automatically important to me, not just the fact that you know this is my profession and I need to have a well professional level, uh, a, a professional approach to what I do, but. It is a it's a very personal thing um, for me and for the for the collector the com- the commissions these. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, those are super beautiful. Um, so, is like you're saying, Bakelite's kind of on the decline in terms of availability. Why why are we not just making more? Is it well because of easy, the but the well and the process is quite uh, the. Uh, the uh, ingredients used inside uh, during the process are uh, one of the main ingredients is formaldehyde. 
um, which, and I will disclaimer that uh, uh, Bakelite in its finished form, like my stems, pose no threat to anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. It is only the dust that we work with when we're making it and the people that make the Bakelite in the process, the different materials, uh, like formaldehyde, things like that, they're, they're not so good for you. So there are other plastics that have been made. So Bakelite just got kind of got shoved to the side. uh, And it was really hard to do. Um, It's not an easy thing to make. Um, And that's why uh, I don't think many people have even attempted to recently, um, especially in the US, uh, with all the regulation and things, it's it's really hard to, it'd be really hard to do again. Um, And again, there was only so much made that you know, especially in rod form that we're looking for that. Yeah. It's hard to find. Damn. And the price just keeps going up. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. Like everything. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Literally. Um, okay. So I I have a burning, I have some, let's, let's start moving towards the, uh, the juicy ones. What are, what are the bad attributes? You had mentioned it earlier. You, you want to give awareness to, uh, to consumers who go out there to a pipe show. So we're not, we're not talking the stem that, um, excuse me. We're not talking about like the, the, the block has already been like the blocks already made. Like these pipes are finished. So there's no, none of the stuff we talked about before I can identify mm-hmm. as a problem. I'm looking at a pipe. I go to a pipe show. I pick up a pipe, some random estate or someone, a maker's pipe. What am I looking for? That in your opinion, as a pipe maker who is at one of the top tiers, what is a bad attribute? And this isn't to call anyone out, but what do you, what are the things you see from young guys who are still developing to some of even, you know, the 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 top uh, factory pipes that are commanding four or five hundred dollars for a factory pipe? What what am I looking for to say that this is a good pipe? Well, the 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 wonderful thing about what we do is the you know as as you've learned the knowledge base and the people willing to share that it's going to be often hard to find something that's that bad. Um, obviously, as I said earlier, sometimes there's just a block of briar that even though I get done with it and it goes off the, there just might be a bad egg at some point. Um, so that's, but that's, you know, nothing we can see, see or do anything about. It's just luck of the draw, unfortunately. Um, but as far as, actual physical attributes the engineering of the pipe is important um so having the draft hole the airway whatever you would like to call it in the stumble the wood part of the pipe um that needs to be drilled in the center or very close to the center of the bowl of the chamber in the bottom and you want that level uh with the bottom of the pipe you don't want it to be too high or too low above that plane of the bottom of the chamber. Um, nor do you so, want it so too where the, far. Where, where the chamber makes like a, I guess, a U, essentially. Yes. I know yep. some yep. older guys will prefer V-shape, but like, yep. generally speaking, most are going to be a U. Do I want yep. it in the, right bottom, the bottom right corner? Or do I want it like on the bottom bottom? Like, should it be like, I guess I don't, so see, the, I don't even know how to ask these so, so the, as you're looking, uh, as you're looking at it, the bottom of the chamber that you're talking about, the bottom of that U or that V shape, the absolute bottom yep. and the bottom of the airway should match, should be on the same plane. 
So the hole that protrudes into the chamber, the bottom of it should be at the bottom of the chamber. Not too high, not okay. too low. Now there's some variance in there. If it's off a little, it's not going to be. I found that if it's usually if it's low, that's more of a problem than if it's high. But that's just the way I smoke. So, um, and if you look top down on the chamber uh, with the uh, uh, with the airway coming into the chamber, you don't want that drilling to be way off to the right or to the left you want it to be in the center as close as you can to the center again a little bit is not a problem it's not like it's going to you know oh it's going to smoke horribly um you there's a little bit of a there's kind of a window for all of that um but if it's way off to one side or if it's really high or really low where there's like a notch in the bottom of the of the chamber itself where the airway like carves its way into the bottom of the chamber then yeah, that's, I'm, I'm actually that looking will at be a factory pipe. Looking yeah. at a factory pipe right now, and it looks like it's on the very, very bottom. As in, like, I'm going to put tobacco in, and then the tobacco yeah. is going to be in the, the bottom of the... In the airway. Um, the airway yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. That's So that's not, again, I, honestly, it'll probably smoke okay, but those tend to, you'll, you'll get, uh, my experience has been, if you have an airway that is too low, again, there's that notch down in the bottom of the chamber. I find for me, that's when things smoke wet for me. Again, it's not fatal, oh, you know, it's okay. manageable, but obviously not ideal. And again, at my level or, you know, any artisan should, should be able to, you know, with the tooling we have available to us, this shouldn't be an issue. Like the airway should be a non a non-issue yeah, yeah um as far as the stem goes um i you want is as close to laminar flow uh going back to my racing days um you want you don't want steps involved in in so you don't want a hole stepping into another hole that tends to cause disturbance in the airflow it's a catch so as, as, as air and the moisture that brings the flavor to us um, in the smoke, as the air hits that, it tumbles and it, it's disturbed. Well, that causes moisture to build up. It's, it's like a, a low pressure uh, situation where the, the moisture of the stem, will, uh, the smoke will condense in that. And then you'll also get wetness in your smoke that way. So as smooth as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it was interesting just comparing some pipes, both artisan mm -hmm. and factory made ones and the differences of where they were all generally centered Yeah, for the most part. The, some of the, I had one factory one that was just not good. It was, it was given, it was a gift. Um, um, but in oh, comparison, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, but man, looking at yours and then what you've described it, it is, most honestly it's kind of night and day with um you know everything you were just describing and that's yeah that's like now that's this is phenomenal in terms of like i'm gonna now you can't unsee it in the bowl. Right. yeah oh i will never be able to unsee it and, and it's like well, i mean that's that's like the right answer though so, so right. this is a oh, yes yeah. or no it's either yes or it's no so what are the, some of the maybes you know what i mean like I'm I'm holding a factory pipe right now where it looks like the stem is drilled perfectly. Um, 
And other than the fact that it was one person creating it, and, and I'm more, more or less playing advocate right here. Uh, mm-hmm. What am I looking at that like a artisan pipe maker will make better? Or like, because I would imagine there's a, there's a point where the, 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 you see this on the Facebook groups all the time. It's like, what makes a, a $10,000 pipe better than a $100 pipe? And there's obviously diminishing returns. Um, but yeah. outside of the draft hole, assuming we get that one spot on, what else am I looking for when I pick up uh, a new Carver's maybe? And I want to say, hey, this guy in my head, maybe not to his face, but you know, he can work on this, this, and this. What are my? What are those things that those, those so, improve attributes? Let's go uh, analogous. Let's go to another art form. Um, I am sort of creative and sort of can draw. Uh, I've painted some in my life. Why does a Monet command millions? And my pipe, my my paintings would be, uh, I'd be lucky to get hundred dollars. Is the is the <laughs> level of knowledge, uh, is the is the years of experience, the mastering a craft? Obviously, this is a kind of a loaded question, right? I mean, there's a there's a lot of factors involved in what makes what yeah. things. Again, I buy the highest level briar that can be obtained, uh, and and other artisans are the same we get the top tier of everything uh, that we can. I will have rods of vulcanite that will have inclusions, little flecks of metal, little things that I have to throw away because that's not acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only uh, our attention to detail as far as making sure that what you get is the finest smoking instrument available that I have gone through and polished and, and gotten the engineering just perfect so that there is no, you know, I can remove is so many uh, possible roadblocks for you having a perfect smoke, having that aha moment that I forget what you, I forget what you call them, but the perfect smoke, uh, my goal, no Nirvana smoke. My goal is that when you smoke my pipe, every time it's a Nirvana smoke. Now, okay. obviously, that's yeah. not the case, but that's that's what I attain to. Whereas, uh, you know, factories they get uh, they get the engineering, and they've obviously some of these Savinelli. My goodness, how old are these companies? A lot longer yeah, than I've been making years. pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so they have found for their price point for what product they want for their brand. And again, you've got your autographs and you've got your low end stuff. So they've got a, uh, a difference in there. Um, but they have found what is kind of an acceptable level of this. This is a good pipe that's worth the money and same for Peterson, et cetera. All these factories that have, have been making pipes, they, um, find the uh not only just the levels of briar they will sort their briar as well as far as grades uh what's you know the best to the the mediumist to the to the lowest and they will do different things with those um so the same thing you know that so they have kind of the same approach but they're on a massive scale versus me doing one piece at a time 
putting every bit of, and I would say most makers, if, you know, at least should uh, put everything, I put everything I have into each pipe I make. Um, obviously, yeah. there are more difficult, th- different, more difficult things to attempt. But that doesn't mean me making a billiard versus me making one of my gear punks. That doesn't mean I the billiard didn't receive the attention it should have. It just it's an easier shape to make. Um, so, but no matter what, every time I do it, and and again, I hope this is true for most artisans. And if not, work on that. Um, is you want this thing to be the best you can, um, and the different price points. Those just come with you know, like everything else. Um, again, you're, you're an E, oh, seven. Uh, I mean, as much as an E seven, I'm an O three. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot you're a different, uh, I have some military friends. Sir. And, yes, sir. <laughs> so sorry. So, but as, as you, as you grow from, you know, we'll use the E because that's what I know, but you know, E one, obviously PFC, uh, to, uh, you know, private to get to be a sergeant or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you are going to make more money because you know more. You know, the That's same right, thing yeah. happens with pipes. It, you know, the more I learn, the more the better the better I get. Hopefully, the better I get <laughs> <laughs> making pipes. The more I'm going to command because the more people are going to seek me out. Because oh man, I heard from this guy, and that's the thing for us as pipe makers. Word of mouth is is the best thing ever. Mm. Uh, is, oh man, I smoked a Nate King and it was amazing. Or you name your artisan. Um, yeah. yeah. So I it guess, was amazing. I guess what, I'm, what I'm getting at is like, what makes your, the current Nate King pipes better than the Nate King pipe that was made three years in. So you were doing this for three years by three years. Generally speaking, you've probably mm-hmm. had a functional pipe that like yeah. would arguably smoke fine. So yeah. if I were to hold, if you were, if I can have this paradox where I have current Nate King at a pipe show at the Chicago show, and then I have three year Nate King at the pipe show, I hold up two pieces other than the fact that like you, you now you might implement better. Um, what are the, like, not like the rings and shit. What do you call those? Not accessories, but the adornments. accents, accents, accent yeah, the pieces adornments, or, yeah. or adorn, like what, what am I looking at to be like, okay, Nate needs to improve in these areas on this pipe. And I guess what I'm getting at, I was asking, what what do like at these judging competitions? What are they asking? And this is a twofold question because part of it is like, I want to know because I'm curious, and two, I don't want to know because I don't want to look at a pipe and be like, oh, that pipe sucks now. <laughs> but generally speaking, what are these things that you can identify when looking at a pipe to inform like a a purchaser? You know, I'll, I'll give like a one quick aside. Joe Langford, the you know master blender mm-hmm. of Seattle yeah. Pipe Club, rest in yep. peace. He um he mentored a bunch of guys throughout the um the Seattle Pipe Club's longevity while he was there. I mean, he this guy only knew tobacco, but it's these tobacco guys tend to know a lot about pipes. And so a new carver came in and he was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And it, his first pipe ever. And he, you know, was honest. He was like, you know, I think I like where you're going, but maybe co- bring me another one in, in in two, three weeks or the next show, or excuse me, the next meeting, but work on this, this, and this. And he continued to do that over, you know, years for the, some guys. And some guys now have some pretty sweet pipes. But what do you think those things were? What do you think those little things? He's like, hey, now work on this, this, and this. What are those things? Sure. And well, as, as I talked about at the at the Vegas show at the dinner, 
Uh, attention to detail is a big part of, uh, man, anything that's technical. And a lot of what we do is technical. Um, so looking at uh, just the just strictly aesthetically, looking at a pipe, what makes it beautiful to, you know, obviously a lot of that subjective. Um, but there are artistic rules that apply to painting, to sculpture, to everything. The golden rule, it's, or the, the uh, golden ratio, etc. cetera. Um, there are things that they apply to pipes as well. And, you know, that's why I've, as I've told you guys, any new maker, uh, you know, obviously they all want to make crazy shapes. And it's like, no, no, no make billiards because they are so prevalent that if they are wrong, it is obvious. And then you can, once you can learn how to see that, then you can start bending and, and twisting rules and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely... I don't know if that went fully for you, but. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need Nick to kind of guide yeah. my. Sure. Well, well, I, I guess I was going to say, I mean, I, I kind of see this as like culminating this, this part, you know what I mean? Like, cause ultimately what I think I'm wondering is we've had this discussion of you've, you've been doing this for 20 something years and we've, we've talked about what's good and what's, what's, great and maybe what's not so good but mm -hmm. I, I see it as where is nate king going from here right where where are you going how do you get better at the craft that you were doing and like what are you trying to get better at because there's always going to be that judging pipe judging competition there's always going to be the best right. show and how do you you know keep yourself accountable to always improving and um what are you looking to improve? So, yeah, to answer that and kind of back to what Adam, I think, was trying to ask earlier uh, that I, I think I missed it to a bit uh, is uh, on certain things. We'll take you know, this pipe that you guys can see. Unfortunately, the audience cannot see. But um, there is a uh, it's a sandblasted pipe and there is a uh, trans smooth bit of transition for the stem because it makes it look a little nicer. If I just blasted all the way to the stem, there would be a kind of a jump there and it would look you to your eye okay, it would be yeah. a little abrasive. Um, so for me is not just getting that transition nice, but man, is that line straight or is it off a half a degree? Is that slanted a little that I missed oh, that? Okay. So that's the, we're talking at, at, to get to, you know, the, the top tier of pipe making. Those are the things, you know, is the slot exactly right is, the button perfectly symmetrical and, and just to the right amount. Um, so your, so so your that's slot another, is also going to be straight. Like we're talking straight and line. yes. Yeah. And not too wide, not too small. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Goldilocks though, just right. Um, the, and that's the, so that's a big thing between artisan pipes, handmade pipes and factory pipes is there's not a guy in a factory cutting stems. Dunhill used to do it, obviously may they rest in peace and all that jazz. Cause they no longer, uh, no, I think the white no. spot still does stuff sort of, but you know, it's no longer handmade, uh, like they used to, 
but they would hand cut stems. They were one of the few that did it. Whereas your Savinelli's and all that, they have a machine that drills that out. Uh, and a guy never touches it. They have a machine that cuts the slot and does the things. Mm, um, yeah. And so it is made to this spec. Whereas as an artisan, and and they tend to be thicker stems. So not nearly as comfortable, not nearly as sleek. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand thicker stems. I have one from um, <clears throat> um, Julius Vez that's wicked thick, but I love it for some mm-hmm. reason. It works really well. But every other yep. thick stem I have is horrible, and I can't explain why. But yeah, for the most part, I prefer a thinner stem. Yep. Yeah. Well, again, there's some subject, you know, as, as, as I've said with all this, there's a lot of subjectivity to what is beautiful. You know, what is, you know, that's the thing I could smoke that and be like, Oh man, I, that's not for me, but you love it because you love it and it works for you. So there's a, you know, the pipe as you please, like I'm, I'm a full admirer of that. I I do it. Yeah. Cause again, there's room for everybody. There's room for every price, you know, every price collector. You want to spend 25 bucks on a pipe? Yep. Cool. Do it. You want to spend (laughs) $2,500 on a pipe? Yep. There's people, there's people that make those and you can buy that if you want that, if that's the level that you want to go to. And that's what I love about pipes is there is no hierarchy. There is no class. Oh, I'm a higher class or you're a lower class. You know, with, you know, with everything, there's human involvement and people can be jerks. But for the Mm. most part, pipes are amazing uh, for just, you know, pipe as you please, as you've said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. That's an absolute fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. (laughs) So, Uh, um, okay, so I I have two burning questions that I have before we get into like our closing philosophical questions that Nick already, (laughs) I have to know what the is the black coating inside of a pipe and why are some pipes completely smooth? Like the, the original grain and why does some have Mm -hmm. the black chamber? Like what, what is that? What's that all about? All right. So you will find on my pipes, um, the Nate King pipes that they will have a, a, that black coating, um, Mm -hmm inside for the fact that a it aids in a you know and again there's a lot of people that you know you've got guys on all sides of this so i'm not going to argue any specific points i do it because a there are going to be things like stain or uh, you can sand and sand and you can't get it out of a bowl um okay there are things inside, uh, there may be a tiny, tiny dot inside that just doesn't look good that oh, okay. I will, that, and I've done, I've done my own research on this. I have made the exact same pipe with a bull coat and without a bull coat. And the one with the bull coat is, is picked up 90% of the time more than the uncoated so I do them because for me, it's a more finished look. Um, there are different forms okay. of bull coating. Mine is organic, is a gelatin-based uh, system, like a lot of inactivated charcoal. So it's all food-grade things. Everything I use in my pipes is all food-grade. My finish is a food-grade finish. Um, you can make you salad bowls and cutting boards with the finish I use. Right, um, right, right, right. And the same thing for the uh, chamber. 
Now I am, you know, guys that get all, all antsy about some of it. I'm like, you're putting in tobacco and lighting it on fire. And then, yeah, yeah. and then that goes in your mouth. So you're worried about the, the, how food based that is, you know, it's to a degree. It's a chuckle for me because it's like, well, forest for the trees, people. <laughs> so I've noticed on a lot of, um, a lot of factory pipes that bowl mm-hmm. coating, um, what so it'll have like a little uh like a drip at the bottom maybe it's like it's wicked pointy and hard like right now i'm feeling i'm in a factory pipe right now and it's like this like little sticking out thing and i don't know what i'm assuming that's just like the last little bit of like the the bowl so likely yes so i can't speak to this this is just me as a uh deductive person i am guessing that they have either a person or a machine that coats them and then they hang them up. And so that's probably the drip. They hang them up vertically so that if that it drips, it drips out of the bowl. The last. Yeah. So, and again, there's your, there's your, there's an answer to one of your questions of why is an artisan better? Why is an artisan pipe better? Maybe not better, but different <laughs> um, is that we go to the level of, like I said, making sure that that little point isn't there. Yeah, because that okay. is that, that's a, something that could make your pipe not smoke well, possibly. Okay, um, and then one last pipe makey kind of question I have: Do actually this is good? No, we're gonna leave this for a. Uh, now, do do should all pipes pass a pipe cleaner, or is that one not a huge issue, or is it a major must for like a, a premium pipe? I don't know. Yeah, that's, I think that's a, your, your, uh, uh, this or that, or your, yeah, we, over, I was thinking, do we put it under, in the over under? Is this is an absolute, it has to pass a cleaner. Okay. Um, I okay, do some crazy, I do some crazy bamboo stuff that's full bent, that's just nuts, with the engineering is just crazy that you'll have to turn, maybe have to turn the cleaner as you're going in. Like there might be a, a small catch on a on a full bent pipe but for the most part if it's straight or you know close to straight or even a bent again especially for artisan pipes it has to pass a cleaner if it doesn't pass so a cleaner that is that could possibly be a problem so so if i'm at a sh- if i'm at a show how rude is it of me to pull out <laughs> a pipe cleaner pick up one year i know you your the expectation is you you know it's going to work but I'm just curious, yeah. like for some of the newer guys, like <laughs> now, oh, that seems so tough, but you got to think about it. Like I'm a, per, I'm a consumer. Yeah. I want yep. a product that you want to make sure money that you're for. getting. Yes. You want to make sure you're getting one, the right yeah. thing. It should, they should, it's, here's my thing is, um, truth doesn't matter. Ma- truth does not mind being examined. Mm. So oh, I like that. The, yeah, I, like I forget the other, there's two parts to that. I forget the second part, but, um, <laughs> But if, if you come up and you want to put a, you want to pull the stem out of my pipe, please ask, be, you know, be a person about it, but oh, yeah, you know, have cool. at it. Like that's what they're made for. And man, if there's something wrong, then it should have never left my hands. So you want to run a cleaner through it. Sure. Now you're not going to put it in your mouth. I, that happened once and the guy didn't buy the pipe. And so I had to repolish the stem because there were teeth marks oh. in it. Oh so no, don't do not ask. Don't please do not ask pipe makers to let them 
you know, to be able to just, you can kind of assume, especially at my level that it's going to be comfortable. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have to worry about how it's going to, you know, but you know, but for things like running a cleaner through or wanting to look at the mortise or things like that, have at it. Like, and you know, in my book, no, you, you want to do any of that. My stuff, you know, not a bit of a flex, I guess, but I'm that good. Go ahead. Tear that pipe pipe apart. If I didn't do it right, man, then I should be ashamed. You know, especially the prices. Yeah, I mean, you're taking ownership for your work. And like, right, exactly. I was was talking to one of my coworkers about that. And like, there seems to be in the world today, and, and maybe this is, you know, presumptive of me, but like, there's, there's a lot of people that don't take ownership for the work they do, you know, sure. maybe not makers of pipes and stuff like that, but other jobs and stuff. And it's like, especially for, you know, just being honest, the prices that you ask, like you, you mm-hmm. will need to take that ownership of that. And that's, absolutely. thank you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it, and it, it just so happens that your work is quality. So yeah. Your your ownership is you take ownership for that quality work, sure. but you know, I, well, I good or bad, I take like, ownership of it, and that's the thing. Right. With, if and any I, of my pipes are ever ever have a problem, come back to me. Like I am not, right. I'm not afraid. Like I am human. At some point, I'm going to screw it up. Yeah. You know, hopefully, it's not with with any of my customers. But you know, come back to me. <laughs> Tell me. True. Well, it's interesting. Like, I mean, you acknowledge that you're 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 at a top tier you know what i mean so so now at a point where the the pipe cleaners are going to go through there's no drips from the bowl coating the the stain is perfect there's no pits um i know it's smooth from the transition of the um of the stem to the uh, to the shank i know that all the proportions are good i look inside i see that the the uh the the draft hole is is perfect Mm -hmm. uh in that little corner and uh where's What's next? What What's next? In, in, so Nate King's making pipes for 20 years, 40 years from now. How are Nate King pipes better, but worse or different? Like what, what is, what's your stri- What are you striving to do? What, maybe is it a technique? Is it a better, maybe not better, but just different approach, uh, understanding different shapes. But what, what's like the future of Nate King pipes look like? So for me, the, uh, is, as I touched on in, at the dinner, um, and you guys got to hear, you're going to have to hear it again. Um, there are two, two, uh, there's a company that, uh, does, uh, Porsches called singer. Their mantra is everything matters. Everything matters. And there's another, uh, from a, a driver, uh, I worked for who passed away years ago when I worked in racing. Uh, his mantra was stay hungry, always keep churning. Um, that's my, my mantra for all my stuff is yes, everything I do from a file swipe to a sanding process to how I sandblast, everything matters. And I'm always trying to find, man, is there a better way to do this? Um, I'm always, I always listen to, I don't care who it is. Top tier maker that's been making, you know, Tom Eltang. Absolutely. I got all the time in the world for that guy. If he's got critique on my pipe, tell me (laughs) I want to be better. And the same thing for the new guy that comes in who might notice something that I didn't tell me I'm happy to hear it. Um, So for me is 
pushing the envelope in shapes and, you know, just you're as a human, we're, you know, never perfect, but always trying. I go for excellence, yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, just like on the, on the race team, man, if you're not first, you're last. Hell <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I hate saying that, but it's hilarious. So I have to say it, Yeah. but you know, sure. we, you strive to win every time. And that's what I do is I strive to win every time. And when you guys come to me and say, man, I smoked that. And I have had mm. customer, you know, again, not, not meaning to be a flex, but it is what it is. I have had guys who smoke Peterson's for years who are looking to get into artists and stuff. They bought one of my pipes from a local pipe shop. I worked at when I was, you know, during this whole process, um, a pipe puffer in, in, in Indy. I think you guys have even been there. Um, but, uh, there's a collector there who actually worked on air, aircraft as well. And, uh, he, he bought one of my pipes. He came back to me and, and well, it was an expletive, so I'm not going to say that, but he's like, screw you, Nate. <laughs> He said, I, after smoking your pipe, after smoking in what is an artisan, what pipe should be, I cannot smoke the other stuff. It's so much, mm. it's so bad uh, as far as comfort Dang. and far as how it smokes. So that's my goal every time is I want you right. to think this is the best pipe you've ever had. Heck okay. Yeah. Hopefully that well, answers. Yeah. <laughs> no, it absolutely yeah. did. It absolutely did. And I, yeah, I'm like. I think I have one more, I think I have one more question is okay. you, you kind of gave, you kind of gave the the insight in, into that, but sure. where, where do you want to be in the next five, 10, 20 years? Like wh what is, and you know, I'm, I'm personally someone who's like, I don't even know where I'm going to be tomorrow. So like that, mm -hmm. th this, this may be a question you, you might not be able to answer, but maybe in terms of your. Uh, creativity like like where do you where do you want to be like what where do you see yourself um in this in this field in the next however many years or weeks <laughs> if that's if that's better. oh sure yeah well that's the thing i have i have fought and struggled and and worked very hard to get to the level i'm at and as i've told a lot of pipe makers uh your first year you're gonna you're gonna grow 50 percent and it's going to go fast and you're going to love it. And it's mm. going to feel good. And then your second year, you're going to grow another 20% and that's going to feel good. And it's going to go fast by the time you get to where, you know, myself and other makers like myself, when you get to here, that half a percent to get a half more percent is two to four years to hone, to get that much better, mm. uh, to get that much gain. So, I just, like I said, I will always try and just, if there's any way to make a better pipe, if there's any way to push that for me at this point, obviously creativity, you know, in creativity and things like that, I want to make interesting pipes that people just go, wow, you know, that makes yeah. them stop and think, wow, that is amazing. And the mate, so for me, and I, I attempted this in the past and you guys know a little bit of the history, but to give back. That's the thing that, that, the guys, the masters do not that I'm a master, but guys like L Tang and all that, they helped me when I was starting out. I want to help others as they are going through this process. 
I want to find the guys that actually care. Cause just like everything else, there are some guys who don't care who think, Oh man, there's a quick buck in this and I can, Ooh, cool. Yeah. They don't last. Luckily, that's the thing is they usually don't last in this because there is no quick buck in anything. But um, for me is to find the guys that do have the same passion I do, maybe even more than I do, you know, getting being an old curmudgeon um, uh, that they have the passion that I do for this thing matters. As you have talked, well, again, I'm I'm midway through um, episode 28 or something of starting from the beginning again. Um, the, <laughs> this 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 hobby, this pastime, matters. There is something about this lifestyle, this this thing we do, that is very important and should be cherished and kept and handed down. And so that's my thing as I get older in this industry and I get to be better and better and better. Um, always, always, uh, you know, uh, aspiring to that goal is to help others with that so that we can keep this going and, and help others to understand why we do this thing that sh- should no longer exist. What you smoke a pipe. What, who does that? <laughs> exactly. You know? So that's my goal is just to continue, you know, to, help everyone to have just uh, such a, like you guys have done such a positive experience because that's what right. it is. It's so good. Well, heck yeah, man. I, I think that that kind of culminates this, you know, this sort of aspect of our conversation. I don't know if there's any, any last minute things you wanted to add before we kind of go into our, our little segments piece um, or right, Adam, I if there's any, good. Yeah, no, no, Nate. Thanks so much for allowing me to ask you some of those questions. And even though I've had to reword them because I don't, I really didn't understand. I appreciate it. I think kind of what you're saying, it it speaks volumes is, you know, trying to get better in terms of pipe making, get better in terms of consumer knowledge, and then get better in terms of just, uh, you know, everyone kind of coming together and understanding pipe as you please is a thing. You know, there's going to be folks who are going to spend, truthfully way more on it like they might look down upon like a thousand dollar pipes like there's a reality mm-hmm. there and then there's going to be people who look down upon spending over seven dollars on a pipe um but mm-hmm. but we don't we don't want to encourage that by any means and it's all about you know just all of us understanding that everyone's got a, a pipe that kind of calls to them and what that pipe is hopefully you know it's 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 good they in everything your budget and it, yeah yeah you know what i mean so well hell yeah i think uh we're going to get on to some uh, segments. This will be a good one, I think. Segments, segments. Let's go. All right, we got two with Mister 
Mr. Nate himself. We got a little, as as you all know, we got a little over under. Always, always good. And then we got a tip from from Nate himself. But we'll start with over under. If you don't, if you do not know, over under is our segment where Adam and Nate, in this case, give a rating of overrated or underrated to three specific topics. Um, these are always pipe smoking related, so they're easy to answer for our uh, our guests. Well, maybe not easy, but they're they're involved in the conversation typically. So today we got three as always. And the first one, we'll, we'll always go Nate first, and then we'll go Adam. Um, so our first one for today is Specific types of tobaccos for... Oh, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, do we always go guess first? I I feel like that changes my opinion. Well, so I think... Get ready for your opinion to get changed, so... Oh, yeah. Either way, guys, I don't care. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll go Nate first. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Nate, specific types of tobaccos for specific pipes. So, like, having... An English pipe or Virginia pipe, so to. Well, I'm going Overrated for the. I'm going for the. Very. Don't you dare say pipe as you please. Properly rated. <laughs> okay, there um, we go. I I believe that. To to a degree, it depends on the on the. I don't. I smoke everything and everything in my pipes. I have found pipes that do have specific they certain blends shine in them and they will kind of be kept for that but a lot of my pipes are oh i brought my this today and somebody has a tin of this and i wanted to try that so i'm putting it in mm. and i'm smoking it and so I so i would say properly rated okay yeah i'm still overrated i i think because <laughs> I, I i do i agree i think you should be able to put whatever you want in whatever you want there's some drama going on in the pipe world right now with uh mr mike murphy from the pipe and tamper uh, during, during the vegas pipe shows live um smoking pipes is live video thing where they do tobacco trials uh i i actually didn't watch it because i was kind of watching it live couldn't hear what they're saying but i was like oh i got the gist of it they're trying tobacco mm-hmm. So essentially what they were trying to do is they're trying to try tobacco and then these legends, I think it was actually, I think was Greg one of them? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Shane Ireland. Um, I, I'll be honest. All I knew was Shane's beautiful face sitting there. Uh, but long story short is Mike Murphy put like three different tobaccos all together and then tried having these dudes, this panel of, uh, of folks who are very experienced. Guess which blends uh, Jeremy Reeves was there. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the blends was an English blend and Jeremy put it into his, I mean, this mixed blend, which I guess he didn't think would be a mixed blend or something into his mm-hmm. English pipe or, no, excuse me, his Virginia pipe. And he was very upset about it. And I love Jeremy and I could see as a tobacconist, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that could be a problem. Uh, but for me, I was like, I don't want to have to stress about that. I don't want to be, I don't want it to be like, Oh, it's been 30 years and this has never touched a, a gram of Latakia in its life. So I, I don't know for me. I think it's overrated, but again, I do appreciate. So the can I? Who, can I? Can we? Can we break this down a little? We can. We can do whatever we want. Can we it's do a show? breakdown Ooh. here? We're, we're right. breakdown. Um, sorry, that was terrible. 
Um, I will say I'm with Greg Pease on, on this for a pipe style, a bowl, like a large bowl is for Englishes and narrow bowl is for genius or flakes. I say, no, I say that's BS. I say smoke everything and everything to try it. But if you find that a specific blend smokes well in something to keep that for that blend alone, that is okay. That's, that's my point. Okay. Now, like I said, I don't, I don't think that the rumors, whatever you would have about, oh, well, an English goes in a wide bowl and that's it. Yeah. We almost had one of those be a question. Yeah. I have, I have smoked some, some stuff that, you know, I've smoked an English in a narrow, tall bowl and just the characteristics of that pipe made it shine more so than any other. So Hmm. that's why I say try everything and everything. But if you find something, I get it. If you find it that, oh man, this, you know, like I've been smoking uh, the uh, bank side, I uh, just got in, in the, uh, uh, Piccadilly pipe and man, it's been fantastic. Mm. And I've smoked it in a few others and it really does well in that pipe. So I've been really okay. focusing on that because I want to get the nuances out of it. Um, instead of chasing it, it's like, okay, I kind of found something where it really sings. Now I can start getting the nuances and the characteristics of that particular, uh, tobacco. Well, hell yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Boom. All right. Heck yeah. Moving on. Number two, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, just a, just a tad. And you actually even mentioned that it was an over-under, I believe. But we're, we're going to do it again. <laughs> All Break, right. Breaking in a pipe. We're, we're, we're talking. Sure. Is breaking in a pipe overrated or underrated? And we're not talking about the old school ones we're talking about nowadays. Yeah. New a, pipe a, a, process of breaking in a pipe. Yeah. The, the proverbial, I, oh, you have to fill it with quarter bowl, smoke it for a week, then mm. have all that stuff. Or if, if there's a better or worse way, overrated, underrated. Right. Well, I will have to say, I have to agree with Adam on this. I think it's overrated. Uh, nowadays, yeah. With, yeah. especially especially with artisan pipes, um, I can't speak to, I don't make factory pipes, so I can't speak to that per se. Uh, I've smoked some, and yeah, some of them smoke, smoke well, some of them don't. You know, it's 50-50, but... Um, with artisan pipes and the level of materials we have now, man, just, just pack it and go. And it'll, I, what I tell a lot of people, sorry, this is, this is a over under slash tip, uh, tip of the day, um, is the thing that forms carbon is, is lighting. So when you first get a pipe, light it a lot. Oh, um, is okay. that that combustion that process and now again i'm sure there are chemists and you know organic chemists that could tell me i'm totally full of crap but uh from my <laughs> understanding and talking with other people that know a little bit more than i do about it uh actually lighting the pipe helps form that cake anyway so again breaking in a pipe is just lighting a pipe that's, so that's fair overrated but love it Adam, same, same. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, st- I'm holding my ground. I've had this one before. Staying overrated. <laughs> Good to go. Love it. All right. Uh, and last one. Kind of touched on this one, kind of a bit too, but not really. 
this is pipe set commissions from an artisan. So we're, we're talking about a customer of yours commissions a, a whole set. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I came up with this one, um, obviously, because I was super inspired by that, that chakra set you made. And I know you've made other sets for other folks. I'm curious... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm asking part in Nate King's experience, but also as a whole. Like, what? Wh- how much? I know it's a. I'm I'm curious as if it's a major ask. Obviously, it is, but but we might not un- internalize that. I'm I'm thinking, oh, I can pay for one pipe. He'll make me one pipe. Why don't I just have him make me seven pipes um, of the same theme? Like, as a as from the from the perspective of a um, of a maker, is that like overrated, underrated, or I guess that's a hard one to even ask if it's overrated or underrated. Um, but yeah. Do you I think there say, should be more sets out there or? Uh, honestly, for me, I would say sl- properly to slightly underrated. Um, okay. Oh, okay. I, a, I can't speak for all makers and I know some maker, I personally know some makers that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't do sets. I don't, I don't want any part of that. You know, not for me. Uh, yeah. But for me, it is an absolute joy to do things like that. It, it's a joy for me to make one pipe for someone, but for them to entrust me with the fortitude, whatever you have to make an entire set, whether now I do remember also over under of seven day sets, um, <laughs> you guys had a while back. Um, I'm not so the amount, the quantity eh, doesn't really matter to me. I mean, you can have a 21 day set, you know, it's just 21 pipes. Like I don't, the set, the number of days, you know, you either smoke your pipe every day or you smoke a bunch of different pipes every day. There's no, but a set as a theme for a pipe group, I think is, is it's, it's, it's a tough ask to a degree on a, on a maker because there's got to be consistency there. There has to be some form of theme, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, seven different, you know, the entire uh, Roy G. Biv chakra color set yeah. with the same exact, well, I will tell you each one of those pipes, if you measure any dimension on them, they are minus a bit with the sandblast, but actually I think even with the sandblast, they were, they are all within five thousandths of an inch of each other. As far as dimensions, you make, you measure any piece on that. Um, so you can ask Neil that one next time you talk to him. Um, but, uh, (laughs) so there was a consistency there that had to be there for me. In my view, Neil may have not even considered that, that, oh, no, I never expected him to make them to that tolerance, but I did because again, that relationship that mattered. So again, I would say for, getting into especially artisan guys, you know, in, in as you grow in your collections and things, having that relationship and doing, uh, doing a set of some sort, one, uh, sorry, uh, two, three pipes, seven pipes is it's underrated because you can have okay. a, a very nice heirloom thing that you can pass on to your kids someday, yeah. you know, your son, your daughter, whatever, um, that will last, Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree. I think I'm going to go for not being a person who has to make them. 
I would say underrated in terms of seeing them. The way I was when you were talking about it, like as you said, from the maker's perspective of having the trust to to put, let alone one, but many, it immediately yeah. made me think about like a tattoo sleeve. So I have a I have one yes. tattoo sleeve, and I'm a, a, all my friends are big into tattoos, and I have mm-hmm. a lot of people who go get single tattoos, um, mainly that American traditional. And to me, I, I I'm putting it together now. That's absolutely like getting a new pipe. He's got a new artisan pipe from a new artisan. Um, or you keep yeah. going back to the same guy to get different pieces. Like, okay, what what does he have available today? Okay, he's got a bent right. freaking pipe. I'll get that one. Or like me, it'd be it. This is essentially. This is the chakra, Nate King chakra arm of, of tattoo sleeves. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's all one exactly. theme. Um, it, it's it's very. It requires an artist to put some uh, heart into it and and, and a lot of skill uh, to complete yeah. the entire set. So that is super interesting, and I would imagine that it's very uh, not representative in the community. It's very small because it one is a huge ask both on the consumer's wallet and as well as the pipe makers. Just sure, you know, skill yeah. and time because. Uh, he has to ignore all these other commissions or other pipes or whatever, but yeah, I mean, that's a really mm-hmm. cool thing. I was like, I like that. I think I'm about to take, let's Good. do one starting tomorrow. All right. You're employed. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Adam, Adam always says, uh, he, he always spends money like an asshole. So there you go. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do use my <laughs> button. So you're one more, one more and you're fired, but very well well that is i think you i think you're the most fired person i've ever fired and rehired that i that i've known i think i've i've fired myself a couple times just yeah i think you have you know taking taking ownership you know what i mean so um but that has been over under with our good friend nate and adam send your over under topics to the discord first of all that nate is now a part of yes i joined uh, I'm a noob. You know, over, I, I think we we got almost 350 other people as well. If if not, we're very yeah. close. Oh, it's uh, which, it's grown is, a ton. Yeah, which, which is, is exciting. Which is awesome. I love it. Yeah, I know. Every day we got new folks. So best place to do it is send us your topics there, or as always to our awesome email show at getpiped.co. There's no m there, just .co. But finally, we come to the last part of our conversation called just the tip and contrary to maybe some innuendos, this is where Adam typically gives a tip about pipe smoking or anything involving the community um, to the listener as, as, as a tip. But today, like we do with all of our guests, um, we ask for the tip in this case from, from Nate. So Mr. Nate, king the king of pipes what is your tip for our listeners this week (laughs) well i would say as you guys have learned yourselves a this is it's going to be a two-parter kind of thing is get to shows go to a pipe show if you if you're it's slightly interested in this hobby in this lifestyle go to a show and i can guarantee you it's going to be amazing for you um, I have gone to shows for <laughs> a more, more years than you almost, you guys have been alive. Um, then, and every time, every show is, it's amazing. It, the camaraderie, the, uh, the people you meet pipe people are awesome people. Um, and 
So the second part of that, as you grow in your pipe experience, and if you choose to go to uh, artisan level pipes, and you and, we, and again, it could be a hundred dollar, it could be a thousand dollar, whatever you whatever you choose, um, it only matters to you. You know, do what you want, pipe as you please. Um, get to know if you do want to get into artisan pipes. Um, find a maker you like, find their stuff and get to know them and build that relationship. It will be very rewarding for you. Absolutely. And the weird thing is as a maker, it is, I think it's even more rewarding for me, uh, as the maker to get it, to get to know, because a lot of times my pipes go off to a black hole, you know, they get sold on a site yeah. and I never get to meet the people that smoke them to know if it's good or bad or how, what their experience is like. So the times I do get to meet guys and gals that have my pipes, um, that can, can talk to me about their experience. It is very rewarding. So get to know a pipe maker, be, befriend a pipe, hug a pipe maker today. No, befriend a pipe maker. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, and grow that relationship. I like that. Thanks so much for That's that, Nate. Awesome. I think it's a, it's very important. And as you did mention, it was a little bit of a twofer. So it goes both ways. Like in order to do that, what's the best way? Definitely going to meet them at a show. Um, and then now, you, now it's a little less weird for you to slide into their DM and be like, hey, remember that conversation we had as opposed to just, <laughs> just yeah. blanket emailing or messaging everyone saying, hey, <laughs> I'd like to meet you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so no, I, I really do appreciate that, Nate. Um, and yeah, I think this has been freaking awesome. Um, another good one on the mm, a long true. winded get by podcast. I love it. Well, <laughs> I had a blast. this is, I would argue that this has been different even than our other, um, conversations that we had is where I, I truly did learn a lot today and I, I hope yeah, everyone but, else did. And, and I, that was you know, my, this like is, I said, I didn't want it to be a too obtuse, but yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you did, and that's twice in one show. Dang. Um, you are all in on the on Get Pipe Podcast, man. <laughs> I'm about I it. Am. I love it. Oh, I love it. It's like one of the I biggest said, supporters I, I right enjoy now. Enjoy it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, like oh, I said, so, I, so I enjoy everything you guys are doing, and they're mm-hmm. always entertaining. And dude, even I have learned things. An old guy Nate, oh, who has been smoking <laughs> a pipe forever, has learned oh, yeah. from you guys. So keep it up. Dang. We'll do. We'll awesome. do. Well, as always, thank you so much for for hopping on with us today. And I don't, I do, can confidently say that this will definitely not be the last time. So, oh, no chance, no chance. Awesome, awesome. guys. Please go check out Nate King Pipes on Instagram. Nate King Pipes on Instagram, and that is Nate King Pipes. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, everything Nate, that I am on, yeah, everything I'm on is Nate King Pipes. So. Just look for it. Cool. All right, and keep an eye out for uh, that uh, that next uh, set, that next commission set that uh, I get pipes. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. cool. Adam, <laughs> cool.
Well, Mr. Nate King, the king of pipes, just left the building. And by the building, I mean our virtual online conversation. And by just left, I mean he left yesterday because it is now Monday. <laughs> we are we are finishing out this episode on on Monday because Adam actually had to go have some fun last night. It was fun, man. Yeah, we we I had to like aggressively dip. So normally, so what you guys hear is the final product of you know the interview, and then okay, bye. And now it's just us. Well, what, in reality, it's like we click stop recording, and then there's like a five second pause of silence, and then the guest <laughs> is always like, "Are we done recording?" And we're like, yeah. And then we all like talk normally as if we weren't yeah. already talking normally. Right. Which is the weirdest part. But it's like in everyone does it, us yeah. included. Yeah. It's, I, well, I don't know. You, you touch on things that, I mean, in some sense, maybe you don't want other people to hear, whether it's like ideas that were kind of flowing in your head. You know, yeah, I, know. I guess what I mean is like, I feel like there's like a... I don't it's know, less, like a ghost who's not—he's not behind you anymore. It's like, oh, is he not behind me? Is he gone? And then you look back. Oh, okay, he's gone. I don't know. It's really, really weird. No, I, I agree. Because, well, especially this one and talking with Nate, like there was a lot of learning going on. Like even, oh, yeah. even dude, today I was thinking about all these questions I wish I asked. I know, man. Like how, like so that, that's part of it, man. It, it, is you get so you get so involved in these conversations and they're authentic. Like we. Yeah. We had some stuff scripted out for what we were going to ask him, but you know, when when he was talking about the bakelite, it didn't occur to me to ask how can I identify what bakelite is. Mm. On a, like, if I go to a show, is it like obvious, or do I have to ask? Right. Um, so that's a fair point. More more questions for the next uh, pipe carver, I guess, uh, or maybe maybe it might even be Nate and for Nate because I'm I'm sure he'll be back at some yeah. point. Oh, um, yeah. but we'll have many more guests so we will have many more questions and of course you know you guys can send your uh pipe pipe guy questions for pipe carvers pipe tobacconist pipe whoever uh to the to the show but yeah, it's yeah a and, I, conversation, and i man. and i think we'll we'll definitely do better at it's so hard because we kind of like to keep it a, a surprise a little bit it kind of builds some some of that you know if you're definitely subscribe um to our piping hot monthly newsletter cuz you kind of get a um, an idea of what the episodes are for that month. And lately we've been doing one interview a month and that's always, we don't say who it is in the piping hot monthly. Um, but maybe it's something that if you join the discord, you kind of get an idea of like who's coming, where we'll, we'll do a thread in our, our specific like podcast content section of like, ask someone, you know, ask whomever questions and stuff. Adam's got a thinking yeah, I'm right thinking now. hard. I I like <laughs> retaining that one aspect of who it's going to be. Mm. Uh, my my vision is a decade from now when we're still running the Get By podcast. It's you know it's a, oh I wonder who it's going to be and I don't know That's maybe fair. not though I, I could totally be convinced otherwise. But um, well, I, I think maybe it's like a a day before type of thing. It's so hard because you know we typically record the weekend before and then it's it's not until um that thursday stuff yeah it's it's weird maybe we need to record on a wednesday and just uh i mean <laughs> no, i think it's less of like i don't know we'll we'll, we'll have well i'm sure we'll have a, pl- a point a place a series a segment or whatever yeah. it is where there's someone who's answering questions and it's maybe it's us maybe it's not but 
Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but it was an absolute blast. I did have to cut out for, uh, went to a Dropkick Murphys concert. Mm. It was an acoustic Heck, concert. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to Dana that I don't, I don't listen to the Dropkicks like daily or anything, maybe even weekly. Like it's, it's right. every now and then it'll be in like my, my little rotation of music. But I was like, yeah, but they're from, they're from New England. So like they're from Mass, like they're from Boston. I want to go see them. And what I didn't, what I wasn't conveying was it wasn't the fact that they're just from that location. It's that they, that they have songs about that location. And I, mean, I didn't think shipping up to Boston. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So like they're, Dude, we got there and there were so many freaking Red Sox shirts, you know, Bruins okay. jerseys, you know, Celtics hats. It was freaking awesome. And I was you like, might as well have like, been at the garden. Literally, literally. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, lead singer guy. I don't even know his name. Um, super Boston as hell. You know, it, it was just yeah. a really, really good time. And it was it was interesting because it was the I had mentioned their their acoustic tour. First one they'd ever done. So it was kind of chill. We get to sit down. And uh, yeah, it was a good night, man. So that's cool. I do apologize to Nate that I had to cut out <laughs> like a, as soon as he was gone. I was like, okay, I gotta go. I'm late. Yeah, that's all right. But all that being said, before we get into a just chatting section and our conclusion, that's true. <laughs> Adam, where where can people find you uh, if they're they're listening to the podcast for the first time? If you're coming from the very first time, thank you so much. Welcome. You can find me here yet again next week, Thursday, every four a.m. Eastern time. Um, but for the most part, you can find me on youtube.com slash get pipe. That's for the most premier YouTube video content on the YTPC, the YouTube pipe community. But you can also find my short, uh, my more shorter form content on Instagram. That's at get underscore pipe. But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right hand man at GPP underscore producer guy. There you go. That is you. Um, <laughs> lastly, you can join our Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club if you so are inclined. Uh, but if you're not, you're still a member of the GPPC, the, the Get Pipe Pipe community. <laughs> um, so whether whether you choose to ascend over to uh, the to the Pipe Club or um, just to, to remain a member of the community, it's fine. Just uh, make sure you send us emails and let's chat. Heck yeah. Uh, screw Vero. Um, but if oh, I didn't you... even forget to say that. Yeah. <laughs> we did, we're not anti-Vero. I just... I just don't, I don't use know. it, man. Like, I know it's but weird. There, there were, it was... <sighs> there was a time. We thought it was going to be the golden age. We're still Vero. keeping our handles. I don't know. Maybe... I mean, I still post yeah. every now and then, but... I don't. Anyway, Vero don't. ad get piped and at producer guy. Yeah. Or what is but, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. producer guy. But if... You want to send us more of advice or maybe not advice, but if you have topics that you want us to talk about with all of our various series, you can find all of those online. Um, that's that's the easiest way. I could list them all out, but you could just go online and uh, look at the different series that we have. Um, what I do need to do, and this is a accountability, self-accountability thing, is kind of list you know, what each series is. Um, like a little description with that. So I'm going to do that here in the coming weeks, as well as, um, you know, like talking about the over-unders and, and all this stuff, S sort of some historical data for, for everyone to look at if they want to submit stuff and see what has or hasn't, or maybe it's been a while since something's been submitted. But yes. Yes. I was going to say, I'm going to have to re-say this because I know a lot of folks are probably already tuned off. Mm -hmm. I know the core the 12 percenters will still be here. True. Uh, but I was going to say that 
people I've seen in the Discord, people have mentioned, uh, hey, I don't know if this over under has been mentioned, but this feel free to delete or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will a trillion percent redo ones yeah. that we've already done. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, things change and my opinions will change. But also, I forget you forget <laughs> the people listening forget. And then That's I might fair. give it a little bit more of a different uh, approach and I might explain it a little bit better. Maybe it's worse, but um, we'll at least have you know, a collection of, of kind of yeah. data points. And then if we have like a, you know, a decade later, if we have like some get piped consumer nerd who just like fact checks me because he wants, he like loves everything we're doing, <laughs> but then he starts to hate me. He can, he can kind of like cancel me because he said, oh, in episode 004, he said this, this, and this about this topic. And then 029, he said this. And then 100, he said that. And that's kind of like kind of what i want to do in a way is like just i'll say the specific topic and then an episode or episodes um that it was Ooh, in. that would be wow that just, would be well because it's producery yeah and it gives the the consumer the listener the the get piped pipe community member just an opportunity to maybe you know listen in on kind of what what your thoughts are so yeah yeah I think that's that's coming down the line. That's definitely a little little bit of work, but um, all that being said, you're muted. <coughs> I don't know why I just coughed unmuted, but <laughs> all of that being said, do not forget to rate and review the podcast. Ratings are on Spotify, Apple. I don't think they're on Google. But those Spotify and Apple are the main ones. We're we're going for that 100 on Spotify. We're actually getting close. I think we're like are we? eight, 18 away. So Damn. closer closer than I thought. I don't know why it's just an arbitrary. I mean, it's not arbitrary number. It's 100. Oh, that's that's cool. Re- that's really cool. It's just to say we have 100. Then 101 comes. It's like okay, cool, good to go. I mean, yeah, we're we're we're, we're a podcast that's a pipe podcast that's less than a year in. Yeah, that's and fair. some of these other ones that have been in for. Right, long time. Don't. But, I mean, granted, we're pushing for it. You right. know, so to it's be a little bit fair, different. they have the Apple reviews. Like they have hundreds and hundreds on Apple. Oh, really? Like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, like Pipes Mag and Country Squire, even Pipe and Tamper. Like they all have hundreds on. Thing. Do I not Apple. give enough love to the Apple? But and that's crew. the thing. I I don't know because Apple Podcasts is our most listened to platform. Most people listen to podcasts on Apple. Yeah, so, I think I just I just personally use Spotify, which is why I do too. I blast it out on Spotify. But yeah, hey, I appreciate it for all of you who take the time to write a rating on Apple. It's I'll start taking a look at them. Um, and and yeah. again, if you guys have any kind of like legitimate feedback, maybe you like something, maybe you don't like something, you can always send us an email and and kind of back up that um, you know that rating or or, or yeah. what have you. But we'd we'd really appreciate it. We we definitely would. Um, but don't forget to follow um, the podcast as well and all your apps um, or subscribe, whatever it's called. And yeah, don't don't forget to spread the word about Get Piped, the Get Piped podcast, because, you know, pe- the people need to know there's some there's some older gentlemen and, and lasses who listen to podcasts. And there's a lot of younger folks who do as well. And there's a lot of people in the middle. And, you know, there's also a plethora who don't so um let them know but but not just the men but the women and the children too let them know let them know but adam on this the second day of recording 
This is this is a two dayer. This is a two dayer, which I don't know if we've had. Um, sir, do you have do you have any words wise words of wisdom or? He's shaking his head, yawning. He's like, "I'm about to." <laughs> so I did have today off, and I'm, I don't know. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Today's Monday, yeah. right? We had said that in the beginning, and yeah, the the high from my Sunday night because I didn't have to work. Now I'm like, "Damn, I got to go to work." Okay. So I don't, I don't got much. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, turn to Mr. Nate King. Nate said a lot of stuff. If you really are really pulling for something, just restart the episode. Get me them views, baby. <laughs> love it no see I, I and, that, got and that's the I thing we're, always, we're honest here like we're yeah. we're authentic and uh you can't yeah. expect someone to be wise every day of the week you know what i mean except or rather greg i think greg oh greg glp is a very wise man he's a very wise man and that's like wisdom wisdom and there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom i think he has both um i would argue um, yeah but anyways yeah. well good times good crew good times for sure anyway well thank you guys all for uh for putting up with us all the way to the very very end this might be officially the longest episode ever i think it is i hope I so because we don't have that a lot i mean we we very rarely break that what is our most yeah. list or, our, or excuse me our length lengthiest episode just over two hours and this will very much beat that because we're two I hours. I think this is the first one that's over two hours. If it Officially? is, I think so. I, I think the one that you thought was going to be, I think it was like oh, 159 because it had a, it had a pre-roll for, um, I think it was get fit state pipe. There was a pre-roll on it. So it was technically over two hours, but then when we took that off, oh, it, it went was down under. One, yeah. It was that's like what one, it was. 159. Damn, okay. Well, Cheers, man. I don't, I'm not going to say the cheers. words, but cheers. Thanks so much for uh, for all of you guys to, to to be with us on this historic moment. Thank you so much to Nate King, uh, the King of Pipes, for, for being there. He's already been sending us some photos that we're going to upload to the podcast. References. True. Are section. we? Uh, <laughs> Are we? we will, regarding uh, sandblasting and some of the other topics we talked about throughout the uh, throughout the episode. Um, so thank you guys so much, so much, so, so much for listening. Thank you, Nate King. Thank you, my good friend, Nick. Thank you to Nimbus, my sweet little angel baby cherub cat who's sitting in the corner watching this all go down. Uh, But at this time, you've all just been piped. And until the next time, we are out.